What's going on, friends? Welcome back to Forward Progress, live here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network and powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. I'm producer Jason. You can catch me here every Thursday to talk in-depth player props with Hitman, preview the Thursday night football matchup with Eric Eager, as well as taking a look at some survivor pool picks by now. Guys, you know the drill. Two things before we get started. Hit that like button. Uh, if you hit that like button, it gives us a little bit more exposure in the algorithm and it will show this video to a bunch more new people. And that will help us get more subscribers. And we're trying to get some more subscribers right now because unfortunately, Hit the Books is sitting 300 subs ahead of us. And we just cannot take the Joey Kanish noise right now. Guys, we're trying to get ahead of that channel. So if you're annoyed with Joey Kanish like I am, smash that sub button. And of course, none of this will be possible without our sponsors over at Pinnacle. Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book offering competitive odds for 25 years. Uh, we preach line shopping on this channel and with everyday competitive odds, Pinnacle should be one of your available outs. If you're looking to support the show, make sure you use code HAMMER when signing up to Pinnacle, your trusted sportsbook for 25 years. Bet smart, bet Pinnacle, must be 19+. plus. In Ontario, please play responsibly and not available in the U.S. Guys, today, we're doing things a little differently. We're going to have Eric Eager join us here first. Some of you may know him as an NFL influencer. Others will know him as the VP of Sumer Sports. So, Dr. Eric Eager, how's it going, my man? I'm doing great, Jason. It's uh, I'm excited for this game, right? I love the fact you're wearing the Calvin Johnson jersey. I know, and and frankly, uh, my numbers like Green Bay a little bit tonight. So I'm like, I'm happy. I hope the trend continues that the jersey wear continues to be winless. Um, but it's so fun, right? Detroit, um, it took them all the way until week 18. And then I believe week, if I'm not mistaken, all the way to week uh, 10 last year to win their third game. They can win their third game in week four this year. Uh, and then Green Bay, a team that we talked about, you know, a, a bunch of times on this channel uh, as being undervalued. They're, you know, probably a, a nice win tonight as an underdog away from being uh, the the favorite in this division. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, it's going to be a fun matchup. And I know you like to say it's a pleasure to watch these terrible games, but this is actually a pleasure to watch a game like that's going to be a lot of fun. And I appreciate you dropping that little little trend. I think that's the most, most important trend for most people heading in to Thursday night football here. And these jersey choices are not by design. I kind of just picked one out of the closet. I had an Aaron Rodgers jersey. Can't find it. Going with the Calvin Johnson today. So uh, let's just get right into it, though. Before we kind of get into the game, you had a really interesting discussion on the Sumer Sports Show with Thomas Dimitrov here. And I want to get into it a little bit more and kind of pick your brain a little bit because I'm lucky enough to do that. Um, and your discussion kind of covered QB evaluation and if you should be using accuracy metrics versus sack prevention metrics. So earlier this week, I got a text from a friend it said something along the lines of Jordan Love's. Uh, Jordan Love has uh, the the most uncatchable ball, the most uncatchable balls thrown. Excuse me, at thirty one point five percent, which is the highest rate in the league, and he has one of the worst completion percentages in the league. Right on the other side of the coin, he has a three percent sack rate, which is top five in the NFL. So, what do you make of Jordan Love's season so far when looking at these two metrics? And then, just in general, your thoughts on Jordan Love. Yeah, I think the the ultimate thing is you should use both. I think that, you know, you want to weigh them. It's funny, the poll I put out yesterday is at 50-50, so yeah. it's completely split. Um, my my orientation is is towards pressure and sack rate, just because it's more it stay, sticks with the player. It's, um, you know, less. So, like, take a completion percentage over expected for a second, where Jordan Love is currently not doing particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um I, I like to think about, you know, you you like the Chiefs. Like, I wa- there was a Sunday night game about three years ago where 
Mahomes for the game winning touchdown rolled left and like bought time, bought time, bought time. Travis Kelsey opens up with his eyes, wide open throw. Now, even if you're using the tracking data version of that, but even if you use like sort of the simple like NFL fast start version of completion percentage over expected, Pat engineered a simple throw. And so the completion percentage over expected is not going to be particularly high because he generated with his eyes and with his movement a throw that had decently expected completion percentage. Now, what we're trying to do with things like CPOE is extract the quarterback's situation from his ability. The problem is, is like when he influences the situation, it becomes a bad metric. And so when I think about completion percentage over expected or things of that nature, I always bristle a little bit at this idea of, well, he's influencing his own situation. So to strip that out is kind of to actually strip out some of the things that are fundamental to that quarterback. And so, you know, CPOE is a good metric, but I don't think it's as illustrative of great quarterback play as avoiding sacks and avoiding pressure, uh, which, you know, Patrick, you know, and, and even better, which is to say, you know, if you have a low pressure to sack conversion ratio. So if you're under pressure, how often do you take sacks? Mm. And when you look at stuff that actually translate from college to pro, accuracy does. But there are more misses with accuracy. Like Justin Fields is terrific at Ohio State in terms of accuracy. Hasn't been that way in the pros. But almost all of these guys who have who take sacks at a high rate or convert pressure to sacks at a high rate, Sam Howell, Justin Fields, guys like that, they almost always do at the NFL level as well. And you know, people think of interceptions as being worse than sacks, and they, you know, sometimes are. But a sack is generally speaking worth negative two points to an offense. And, you know, some interceptions are actually worth less than that as far as negative values as well, especially like third down and long and that kind of thing where you throw a deep pass, it's, it's intercepted. So uh, I, to me, it's, it's how well the quarterback does at avoiding taking sacks and avoiding, you know, uh, earning pressures to me is the better quarterback metric, even though accuracy does matter too as well. Yeah, of course. And I like to think of like Josh Allen when you bring up these kind of scenarios, because like, again, he like the the throws he's able to make a lot of quarterbacks can't make. And it's him rolling out under pressure and, and being able to avoid the pressure and throwing those throws. But sometimes they end up in interceptions. They're just like mini punts or I guess big, longer punts. But uh, yeah, like another thing with the accuracy as well, Baker Mayfield, a n- notorious uh, in, in college that he was a very high uh, had a really great accuracy and didn't really translate as well either. So I really like this conversation that you're having. There's no right answer, and I agree you got to use both. But yeah, I just want to pick your mind a little bit more about that. Moving on from there, I mean, if this crew of content creators on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, if we had to pick a favorite team, it would without a doubt be the Green Bay Packers, right? So I think I think a lot of that also has to do, though, with the belief in Matt LaFleur. Uh, G-Stack, George has mentioned a couple times this year uh, throughout the, the the some of the videos that he's been doing uh, that he kind of likes Lafleur coach of the years. Now, some books have him listed in that eight to one range, nine to one range. Uh, it will be a challenge to overcome Mike McDaniels. But if there's a buy spot, I'm almost looking at this week to do it because if this in the scenario that Mike McDaniels loses to the Bills at the Bills, right, which could could happen, there might not be as positive uh, outlook on him in the market. And then on top of that, Lafleur is going up against Dan Campbell, who is the second has the second highest odds and is one spot ahead of him in this coach of the year market. So, what are your thoughts on that kind of? this being like a buy spot for coach of the year uh, for Mike, uh, excuse me, for Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. Yeah, I think I like LaFleur. I've always have, you know, the, the one issue that maybe is keeping me from that is that he did do a very public, very strong analytical thing on Sunday, which was 
to go for two when you are down 14 on that initial touchdown. And so a lot of people are giving him his flowers for that. Maybe not as much as people are giving Mike McDaniel his or people are looking at uh, Josh McDaniels and saying, what the heck did you do on that field goal uh, at the end of that game against uh, the Steelers? It is a buy spot because if they win, obviously, then you have a really you're holding a really good ticket. It's a better buy, for example, than, you know, Green Bay to win that division at, at you know, the current market odds. And, you know, those things are super correlated. So you might as well go for the one that has the bigger payout, there is a chance that he wins that that award without them winning the division as well. Mm-hmm. So there, there's benefits there. I know I like that. Um, I think that my only concern is that maybe last week was the week to buy it as opposed mm-hmm. to this week because, you know, they lost a game in Atlanta where we're all like, well, why did they melt down at the end? But I, I chose to look at that game like they were even in that game without their best players and on the road in a hostile environment. That, to me, was a sign that Matt LaFleur, even though they lost that game, was punching above his weight class. Last week, you know, you had the injury to Carr and all this stuff. Like, I I think it would have been better last week, but I think he's still probably a value this week uh, for Coach of the Year. All right. I like that. And then also, I appreciate CapWise and Insight in the comments. Dropping some knowledge here. If you haven't, if you're on in audio form and you're listening to it on podcast, come over to the YouTube channel. You can see the chat afterwards. Uh, Let's get into the game itself, though. There's been a lot of movement uh, this week. Not, like, massive movement, but, like, just kind of fluctuation between the, the two, two and a half, and the one here for the Detroit Lions. Opened up as a two, got all the way down as the one. But then as limits started increasing and as uh, in, more injury news came out, uh, it, it looks like we went up to two and a half, then back down to a two again. So we went two, one, two and a half, two. Sitting right now, I think, it's, yeah, around a two. Best price in market is uh, Pinnacle, minus two, minus 103 here for the Lions. What what do you make of this market market move like did you have a correct read on the market like coming into this week and then also like with the injury announcements do you think the market is going the right way i think the market is going in the right way now that being said like if i i still make the game around detroit like minus a half or detroit you know a little bit just a little bit favored not as favored as they are now the problem is is you know you're basically going to have to look at green bay money line because one and two are not necessarily worth it uh, in, in as much in today's NFL, as far as, you know, uh, as much as yeah, I would just simply take the money line in a situation like that. Uh, it, it certainly does depend on what price you're getting for both. The, the thing for me is the Tom Pellicero report kind of showed kind of the, the magnitude in both directions, right? When he came out and said Decker and Montgomery, Montgomery matters less, but Decker, for example, he was out and Emmanuel Mosley was in. Um, and then he switched that. You could sort of see how the market reacted to it a little bit. Um, and, and, and I think that some of the wild swings were due to the uncertainty there as well. Uh, so that, that's kind of my point. I think I agree with the move, um, because I think Taylor Decker matters, uh, to the, to the, to the game here. Um, but getting Christian Watson and getting Aaron Jones back to me, like, uh, I, I think that, you know, if you go straight off of power ratings the last few weeks, like, I don't know if Green Bay is being, was being properly valued initially in the market. And so even though the moves, in my opinion, were in the right direction, they sort of started from the wrong point. Okay, I like that. And then sticking with the market here, let's talk a little bit about the total. Not as much movement here, but it kind of flicked up to the 46, started open at 45 and a half, flicked up to the 46, and now it's all the way back down to a 44 and a half minus 109 uh, over at Pinnacle, uh, to, to the over, obviously. And uh, I mean, market is at 45. To me, I might be wrong here, but these seem like two higher paced teams. And I was kind of thinking that the total might be a little bit higher than this. Am I wrong in thinking that? I, I don't have the, the stats to back that up. Just with, from watching these two teams play, they feel higher paced. 
Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the total here in this game and the pace of play? Yeah, they, they are. And, and the thing is, is like the Packers were kind of, the Packers took a ton of under money the first two weeks of the season and went over. And then last week that game went under, I think mercifully, uh, but you know, they're, they didn't score in the first three quarters. I don't think it was because of pace. It was because of efficiency. Now you get Jones, you get Watson. I think the big thing in the NFL right now is you're going to have to ask if you want to bet this over, what kind of coverages are the lions going to play? The lions, um, the lions are actually, you know, when you look at, um, Christian Watson, like he's, he's going to be the thing that generates the over, you know, big plays to him. The problem is, is like the modern defense just simply doesn't allow that as much anymore. I wrote the article for Sumer Sports last week, which said, you know, you look at like drive success. So the percentage of plays that go from a first down to another first down or the success rate. So the percentage of plays that get positive expected points, those numbers are down a little this year relative to other years that are higher scoring. But the but it's about the same EPA is down. And even with, you know, and so what you're what you're really seeing is defenses are optimized to stop big plays, but not necessarily optimized to stop uh, play for play efficiency. Now, you'd think that that'd be good for the over. But the the thing is, is like what the worst thing that you can have for an over is a team being efficient enough to get to like midfield and punt, because then, you know, that that's going to basically lead to long drives without scores. You need like, you know, big plays. I think both these teams are capable of big plays, but I also think that both teams are trying their best. And you saw this with Kansas City opening night as well. They're trying their best to avoid those. And and Detroit, to their to their credit, you know, when you talk about defensively, held, held Kansas City to 20 points, held the Atlanta Falcons to six points. They've actually been better defensively than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to bring up a, a note you mentioned there, and it's it's about that article. And that's kind of been sticking in my head the last two weeks uh, since you wrote that article. It's a great read. Go check out SumerSports.com if you're interested in it. Just talking about uh, how essentially it seems like more of a dink and dunk NFL than a big play NFL. And that's the trend we're in right now. And this brings me to something that I played today. And I kind of like it. It's the Luke Musgrave over three and a half receptions over at Pinnacle Best Price and Market plus 132 here. I mean, what are your thoughts on that play in general? I liked it. I wanted to bring it up to you. I wanted you to either roast me for it or like telling me that you like it. Uh, I, I see the connection that they have together. A couple drops from Luke Musgrave in week one and two. But I mean, I, I, I liked it. I liked it. I thought maybe it was a little mispriced in the sense that Christian Watson comes back and all the other receivers receptions kind of tick down a bit. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't I don't hate it. I think also Watson just being able to to, you know, when you think about like how route combinations work, right, you you have the deep threat that'll take the safeties, turn the safeties backs to the tight end. And then the tight end kind of comes in underneath. Um, it will depend on pace because like those are shot plays, right, when you play action and then throw the, the crosser. But uh, I don't mind that at all. I mean, he's a he's, you know, Sam Laporta is the better tight end, but Luke Musgrave is the more explosive guy. I would also look to his yards because the thing with Laporta is, you know, uh, it's not Laporta, sorry, uh, Musgrave. Musgrave. If you look at Musgrave, like I think Musgrave is going to be, is going to make a bigger play too. So you look at like kind of longest reception odds, you look at uh, yardage odds. To me, I think that, that that could even be a better play than receptions. But yeah, I'm, I'm bullish on him just because of the, the way in which Watson is going to be able to kind of change the complexion uh, of what Detroit is able to do to Green Bay. Yeah, I like that. And I, I like that you mentioned, mentioned those two tight ends here. And I wanted to bring up tight ends because we talked about some first TD bets before we hopped on the show here. I just out of curiosity, are these, I should have asked you before, but are you going to make these official plays tracked on the bet stage? Or are these just your gun to your gun to your head plays? 
Yeah, like I mean, tenth of a unit, right? Like, let's go okay. with let's go with those. Two. So I like Josiah DeGuara, the the sort of tight end, fullback kind of hybrid uh, out of Cincinnati uh, at current price. I'm, I haven't looked at the screen in a few minutes since I was a hundred meeting to one is best price for me. I can find it very widely available. So like almost everywhere is hundred to one. So I mean, I'm okay locking that in for a tenth of a unit here. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And then um, and then also uh, I think that uh, Brock Wright, uh, if he's I believe he's I believe he's he's healthy to this week. Um if it's not obviously it gets voided. Uh Brock Wright at a similar similar price there to uh, score a first touchdown. He's a guy that again, if you're looking at Laporta after last week's big game, he might get that extra, like let's say they get to the one yard line and run a play action fake. You know, maybe Laporta gets all the attention, Brock Wright kind of crosses his face and ends up with a touchdown. We can all rejoice uh, over that. So uh I mean, I don't know if it will top the Olamide Zacchaeus first first touchdown, but I mean, hey, I, I like those. That was as a draft well. pick of uh, of uh, my co-host on the Super Sports Show. You drafted him with he was the Falcons, I believe. I, I'm, I'm I believe he was a Falcons pick. Yeah, I so. think I think so. I think you're right there. But honestly, you would know more than me uh, based on trivia history. But lo- one more best bet for you. Um, we're looking at Jared Goff. What do you like here? Yeah, this was so. Uh, admittingly, I sent this through when I thought Taylor Decker was out because when you okay. look at Jared Goff splits right pressure no pressure as good as he's been the last few years a lot of that is a lot of that interception streak is because that offensive line in front of them in front of them has played tremendous football um and so i'll probably only go a half a unit on this but i do like golf over interceptions i think it's better than a coin flip that he'll throw one no uh jair alexander being injured you know hurts that a bit but rashawn gary last week had three sacks uh in his return he like look panay sewell and taylor decker are amazing i think that uh, Rashawn Gary can beat them even you know he, he doesn't need a backup tackle to have a great game rushing the passer Devontae Wyatt's been good over the past few games uh they have Ken Clark obviously uh I, I like Green Bay's defense in terms of being able to pressure Goff and the other thing is like I know the weather is supposed to be okay tonight but like Goff is also just like in an indoor quarterback and mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, you know I know he won there last year but you watched that game in week set 18 it was a lot of knucklers at the beginning and all this stuff so I'm just gonna and, and I'm a big Goff fan I, I think he ent- he runs that off as well but if you're gonna give me better than even money on an interception happening by him in this game you know I, I'll take that and I, I see best price in market right, right now is like 115 Market's around 110 here, so you can kind of get that at plus money, uh, better than even money here. Last thing we go want to get into is our survivor picks. Listen, we, oh. dude, the Jags, I was watching, what the heck is going on here? But we lost two, we're one remaining, we're a little okay. bit behind the eight ball here. Uh, our, our first three picks were Washington, San Francisco, Seattle for this entry. I mean, what are we going with here? This is kind of a, a not so great week. I was thinking kind of KC. Um, just looking at the case, he has the, the Christmas day, you know, the games mm-hmm. as does Dallas on, on Thanksgiving. So those are two big spreads that I would have preferred. Honestly, though, I mean, at this point in the, in the, in the thing, when you only have one left, it's all about the utility. Like is yeah. your utility, um, is your utility to win, uh, just get, kind of keep playing and have fun or is your utility to try to win when you're at, you know, one entry left? Um, I, here's a sneaky one for me. Um, they, they don't have a, t- they, their future value actually isn't that bad, but I do just love this matchup this week. Possible backup quarterback as well. Uh, I, I'll call them, for the sake of this segment, I'll call them the Los Angeles Chargers. I like them at home against the Raiders. Now, one thing you do have to worry about is you don't like to pick road teams for Survivor, and 
I always think like Ice Cube's friends love the L.A. Raiders back in the day. There are going to be a lot of Raiders fans in Los Angeles for this game. So it might not necessarily be a true home game, but that's one that I like as, uh, you know, as far as it doesn't sort of tie you up for the future. And and it's a game that I, I do think they'll comfortably win. Um, you know, Minnesota's another thought as well. Like, you know, if you're not going to use Minnesota here on the road, it's tough. But if you're not going to use Minnesota here, a team that the market has loved all week, right, that thing – Look ahead was two and a half. Now we're talking about four, four and a half in a lot of places. If you're not going to use Minnesota here, um, they play Kansas City next week. They could start one and four, right? So even even if they win. And from there, you're thinking about, oh, do they trade Kirk Cousins to the Jets? Do they do all this other kind of stuff? So Minnesota's one where I don't know if there's a ton of future value on the Vikings. You look at their division. They do get Chicago twice, but they always struggle with Chicago um at least ats and and a lot of times in soldier field green bay and detroit are better than them so that's another one where uh you know i'll pick san diego this week but i i think minnesota <laughs> is also a good a good one i like that locking in san diego here and of course i do this every time before we head out eric uh one uh one more thing your prediction for tonight's game yeah i I don't think the wrong team's favored but i do i, I so i think detroit should be favored but i i have a I think that I'm going to go with Green Bay. I would, you know, Green Bay money line to me feels like a, you know, one of the the first times on a Thursday night that I've really felt convicted um, about the uh, about a team winning and and covering uh, on on a Thursday night game. So I like Green Bay here, even though I've spent the last you know 18 months restoring the roar. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, bring back the green. I don't know what was, what was the one we came up for for the Green Bay Packers. I can't remember. Uh, all you need is love. I'm gonna. <laughs> I think if they win tonight, I might just hashtag love wins. You know, like I might do something <laughs> something silly like that, uh, which would be fun. But no, this is a game. It's so funny. I grew up in Minnesota. I grew up hating the Packers, and now I just simply don't anymore. And that was like the sign that I was not. You know, I, I my dad's a Vikings fan. I'm not, and like that was just a sign that like, but. I, I like both of these. I w- I'm going to be happy with any outcome tonight, uh, just for just just in general. But I do think uh, market wise, Green Bay is a, a slightly better play than, than Detroit. I love it, Eric. Again, thank you so much for your time. You can find Eric Eager over at Sumer Sports. You can find him on the Sumer Sports Show, and you can find him on the Hammer HQ tonight. Eric, have a good rest of your day. I'll talk to you later. Jason, this has been fun. See you soon. See ya. All right, that was Eric Eager, VP of Sumer Sports, guys. And again, I mentioned this tonight at eight o'clock. Rob Pizzola, alongside Kanish, Feinberg, and Eric Eager will be doing a live watch-along on the Hammer HQ channel. Um, just head over to YouTube, type in Hammer, The Hammer HQ. You'll find our channel. Ring that bell to be notified when we go live. We go live at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and joining us right now is a guy we had a lot of fun with last week on the uh, watch-along there. Uh, Hitman, professional sports better. Uh, Hitman, how's it going, my man? Nice to be on. A little different time slot, but... Nice to talk to you again. Yeah, and I'm a little frustrated right now because in our chat we were talking a little bit before and I said minus 150 Hitman being in the car after I saw the, the shift in time slot. So I, I guess I owe you like a, a lunch or something or a pizza because I that was a terrible line on my part. No, I got a quick <laughs> nine in this morning, okay. nine holes. And then nice. I went to a few books to get a few things and made it back in time. So the ultimate grind today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You always got to get the golf in, but just don't let the wives know, right? Um, because then you'll get some complaints. Anyways, um, <laughs> for those who don't get it, you're going to want to watch the replay on the Hammer HQ and Insights asking if you guys will be ordering pizza tonight. I don't know. Rob Rob is always sitting there on his phone for two hours saying, should I order? Should I not order? 
don't know. Anyways, let's get into the game here. Uh, this is an interesting one because there's feels like there's a lot of injuries. I mean, on on Green Bay side, we have Jones and Watson who are looking to come back, but word is that they might play in a limited capacity. We have Bakhtiari, Campbell, Jenkins, Jair Alexander, all kind of doubtful. And then the rest of the injuries for Green Bay that are already uh, like guys on IR. On the other side, we have Decker and Montgomery who are probable. And then Emmanuel Mosley, who looks to make his debut tonight. Then Vitae and Nelson, both doubtful. Guard Jonah Jackson, also questionable. Cluster O-line injuries across the board. Some DB injuries. As a better, how do you look to attack like, when injury news happens like this and not the obvious injury news of where, hey, Christian Watson's going to play. Let's bet Romeo Dubes, Rom- Dubes unders or you know Jalen Reed's unders. Those kinds of things. How do you look to attack uh, these injuries uh, that aren't really I players? Think, yeah, go ahead. I think the, the big thing to do is to look into just use logic and try to look into – I mean, Twitter is an amazing tool. I don't know what my life would be without Twitter, to be honest. And it's because there's just so much information on it in one place. So for me, it's about trying to find information from beat reporters, from Twitter doctors, like anything, just any little, anything I could find to just keep adding information is helpful. So for example, like on, on one of the injury situations tonight is uh, the David Montgomery returning. I tend to lean towards his over right now. Not something I've bet yet, but just something I'm leaning towards. And I'm just searching as much stuff as I can find. David Montgomery, is there any quotes about what his usage might be? How healthy do some medical people think that he could be? And again, you're never going to get 100% accurate answers because even like somebody, like a medical guy on Twitter, they're not examining the player. They're just guessing, but they're taking an educated guess. And it just keeps adding information to, to myself. So that's kind of how I handle it. And tonight, I mean, it's not going to be a game that I'm going to give really many picks at all because I just think that so much of it, this game tonight, is about injuries, whether it's Aaron Jones and that backfield, it's Christian Watson and that receiving core, or it's David Montgomery with uh, the Lions running back situation. Yeah, it seems like it's a very wait and see uh, kind of approach right here. It's a props for this Thursday night football game. Uh, first thing I want to get into with the actual props itself. So I want to talk about the quarterbacks because I, I love Jordan Love. I love Jordan Jared Goff, excuse me. Uh, and Eric right here in the chat brought up a great, great question. Hitman, thoughts on Goff under 256 and a half yards at minus 120. Is there any quarterback props you're looking at, whether it be their you, passing yards, complete completions, or even interceptions? If you have access to that number, Jared Goff, it, it would be a play of mine. So... Okay. Um, that number isn't as widely available, I believe. Uh, but at that specific number, whoever asked that, I would I would bet that. Well, right now, Jared Goff passing yards on Pinnacle. It's 20, 255 and a half right now, minus 123. It's little. Okay, that, that's bettable also on Pinnacle. Okay. Again, Pin- Pinnacle has a better line than some other places in the market right now. So get those Pinnacle accounts. Um, some other places in the market are low 250s, high 240s. Um, in this specific case, I would bet that, yes. Okay, would you, is that enough to lock it in right now on the yes, show? Or, yes, yeah? lock it in, yeah. Full, yeah. full unit? Uh, Jared Goff is definitely – the Lions have run the ball way more than people expected. Their pass rate on over expectations has been pretty low this year. So 
I think that that is worth a bet. Okay, I'm gonna but drop. It, it, it's a little thin. It's a little thinner. That's why I won't go to the low two fifties, high two forties. Okay. Uh, me personally, I grabbed two fifty seven and a half a little earlier in the week. But yeah, that two fifty five and a half is is worth it. Tons of sharp chatters in the chat right now. Eric was also able to get that two fifty seven and a half. He was just asking, and listen, we appreciate that, Eric. Guys, don't forget if you want to drop a comment in the chat below you got to be subscribed so smash that subscribe button hit that like button it really helps to support the show and we want to beat joey kanish so like come on let's let's do it together guys so i'm gonna lock it in half unit right now is, is that you good with a half unit here or you full can go unit? full, full okay, let's, at that number yeah. we're gonna go full unit under 255 and a half passing yards you find that at pinnacle at minus 123 here now let's get into the other guys we were talking about with the injuries um i mean aaron jones is back confirmed in and in my opinion i think that's a massive upgrade for the green bay packers i don't know if People have missed uh, the Green Bay Packers games. AJ Dillon has like literally negative juice. He looks horrible. Um, I'd be looking at Dillon yardage totals right now on the under. I just don't think he's that good of a running back, but I can't see anything right now. Right now, Aaron Jones is at 46 and a half rushing yards at Pinnacle. Are you looking to attack this backfield? Are you waiting for more information? Uh, are you looking to attack the backups or like you mentioned before, kind of just staying off it? Yeah, wait, waiting, waiting for... Some more. I got some stuff in mind with this backfield, but I'm I'm just kind of waiting on. To be honest, I'm waiting on a little bit more availability uh, on yeah. it. So, um, yeah, for for the back Packers backfield, um, let's hold off on that one. Any other questions? I'm good. <laughs> All right, I won't I won't try and reveal anything there. But it was mentioned earlier that uh, I believe on Twitter that AJ Dill, or sorry, excuse me. Aaron Jones might see limited usage. We're kind of unsure exactly how he's going to be used here. The books seem a little confident posting a line here. And Vinny Torres, before I get into yeah. the next question. Detroit's run defense has been – I'll add this. Detroit's run defense has been really good this year mm -hmm. as as well. But I, I can tell I can tell you want something and you don't want to save it before you give it out on a show. So maybe follow him on Twitter. He might yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for some more liquidity on some stuff, to be to be honest. But anything, anything else, <laughs> I'm, I'm good on. Fair enough. Let's move off this quickly. But before we get into the next question, Vinny Torres asked if there's a bet stamp profile for the picks on the show. Yes, it's Forward Progress HQ. If you look in the top, I believe this this corner right here, uh, Forward Progress HQ, spelled exactly like that. It's the same as our Twitter handle. Search it on bet stamp. You can find us there. All our picks from this channel are tracked on that bet stamp page. Anything we give out here is all tracked. So if you're looking for it right here, top right corner, top left corner, I'm not sure what uh what side it is for you guys but for me it's the top left corner so anyways uh let's keep going here and let's look on the other side of the ball hopefully i'm not giving anything away from here from you uh with talking about the lions running backs i mean last week jameer gibbs week had a ton of usage but with the first two weeks when montgomery was in he was the guy getting the ball do you yeah. think that continues this week with montgomery being back yeah, in yeah I, I, I could i could see myself being on a montgomery over i haven't bet it yet but i could i could see it happening i'm not betting it right now it's just kind of one of those things that i just mentioned earlier that you just want to stay on twitter try to find some news and information i'm just it could be a, something could push me towards montgomery because if he was fully healthy this line's probably high 50s so we are getting a discount right now with him around 50 and a half rushing yards and from what i've heard i, I don't think that the injury was as big of a I think they were kind of saving him for this week and it shouldn't impact him that much. So I would call Montgomery a strong lean right now. It, it could be something that I bet to be honest, but it, it's just something 
again, the, the big benefit that you have as a better is you're laying juice minus 110, minus 115, which which obviously is in the book's favor. But the big benefit you have is you have the ability to pass a game and they have to put every single bet on mm-hmm. the board. So for me, I think that the Montgomery thing is, is a wait and see, but I would lean towards the, the over right now. That's a direction I'd be thinking about. And I think the bookmakers are kind of have that same sentiment as you because Pinnacle 50 and a half right now rushing yards for David Montgomery. The over is at minus 139. So they're leaning there. I think they also like you want to get a little more information or at least deter people from taking that over by having a line posted like that. Let's get into a couple questions from the chatters over here. I mean, the the chat's been going off lately and we appreciate you guys doing so. Sign Collectibles is asking, uh, uh, I almost said equanimous, Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, longest reception under 23 and a half. If we can get the price in there, It'd be very helpful. I'm not. I'll, I'll try and take a, a look quickly at what the price is right now. Uh, longest reception at 23, 23 and a half. The under is around 110, 150, between 110 and 120 in market. What are your thoughts on that play? Is it really 23 and a half? But that's, yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, it is. Uh, it seems like a high number for him, yeah. to be honest. I, I really don't, I, I will have longest, maybe I'll have like two or three longest reception plays a week and typically it's based off like a narrative more than is me running numbers on it. I just don't have time to handicap every single category. And that's one that the liquidity is usually not enough to where I don't pay enough attention to it as I pass as I could. But just off the top of my head, I, I again with no great feeling on what it should be, just thinking logically, Green Bay's been a bit of a run funnel and he's also mm-hmm. dealing with the turf toe still even though he looked pretty good last week. So just just spitballing here. I would lean towards the under on that. All right. Sounds good. And then we have another one. Uh, receiving yards as under 15 and a half. We're going to so, stick with the Lions pass catch here. Go ahead. Yeah, so that's the second question I've seen on uh, Marvin Jones. And one of the reasons is um, I gave out Marvin Jones under two weeks in a row. Okay. And you know that it's a great bet when both times, um, both weeks I got asked, Hey, did Marvin Jones play a snap? Because he had a zero on the <laughs> on the box score for both games. Um, it's it, it. I was just talking to a partner about it, and we said we were like, you know what? If it would have opened high teens, I would have bet it again. He still did get like a third of the snaps last week, so he hasn't been completely phased out. And Josh Reynolds, we don't know if he's 100%. If I was confident that Josh Reynolds is 100%, I would play that under again. But Reynolds only played like two-thirds of the snaps last week because of the groin injury. Now it's a short week. I can only play Marvin Jones under, but it's not something that I've bet yet, although I, I was considering it right before I came on. All right, sounds good. Holt, that is your answer from the hitman right here. Sticking with pass catchers, though. On the other side of the ball, let's take a look at Green Bay. We got Christian Watson coming back, and it looks like all their receivers are kind of around the 30 to 30, sorry, excuse me, 35.5 uh, receiving yard range up until 40 and a half between the three receivers. Is there any that you're looking at right now? I mean, like for me, Christian Watson, I, I like Christian Watson a lot. I think he has that big play ability and might be able to clear his yardage total on one play. But with the injury, it's kind of making me hesitant. Are you kind of in that same boat? Yeah, it, it, if I was to play anything with Watson, it would be over receiving yards or over longest reception because Jordan Love has the longest average depth of target in the league mm-hmm. and Watson is their big play guy. Um, I, I haven't done anything, though. Green Bay historically is very conservative 
with guys coming back from injuries. So uh, there's reports about the snap count. Personally, it's a pass right now. But another thing, I mean, my mind could be changed by some reports. But as of right now, it's a pass. I did see in the chat somebody asked about Wicks under 16 and a half receiving mm-hmm. yards minus 120. Um, I personally played and I like better under four and a half receptions. I got that at like minus 115 the other day. I see that there is at least one minus 140 in market. That I would play, but it's more of like a rogue line. And it's also kind of the borderline of where I'd go to. And the under 16 and a half receiving yards at 120, call it a, a strong a strong lean, I would say. Yeah, and, and keep these questions coming in the chat. Hey, man, I apologize because I'm throwing you off completely off, off the track here because we have like a little run sheet beforehand. And I don't think I've asked a single question. I, chat- I love you. Listen, I could talk props all day, man. Keep it coming. Like, I'm happy to answer anything. So you heard the man, guys. Drop those. Drop any more questions you have in the chat. We have one more. It looks like, oh, one more from Capwise. Oh, just on Wicks again. One and a half receptions. Your thought on the old, old yeah, record. yeah. That's the better play, but it kind of one forty was the cutoff. It, it's moved a lot since I bet it since the other day, and one forty is kind of a rogue number. But you know, shop it on Betstamp, see who has what. But that that would be my cutoff. All right, and then <laughs> we we're getting so many questions in the chat. I love. It. I'm just gonna keep going. Uh, Justin Siegloff at. Uh, if I pronounce your name incorrectly, just make sure you write it in the comment section down there how to properly pronounce it. But Justin's asking, is there any value in Reed uh, first touchdown at 22 to 1? I mean, you know me. I, I, I'm I'm no fun. I, I'm, everybody talks about the first touchdown, and I'm the guy that I'm like, well, well, wouldn't the anytime touchdown have value if first touchdown has value? So shouldn't we bet the anytime touchdown? Like, how do I know if it's going to be the first touchdown? If anytime yeah. That, that's me. I'm zero fun, so whatever. But um, no, just off the top of my head, I'd say, I'd I'd say no, just because, just because <laughs> Reed is is due to maybe lose some some snaps or volume touches because of Watson coming back. So it'd probably be a no. Fair enough. And to be completely transparent here, I actually did play that. I had a, a boost on another sports book. So um, I played that with my little boost. So I lo- that's what I love to do with my boost. I'm wrong with it. But I'm I'm sometimes, you know, when you go into the games, you just want a little bit of first TD action. So uh, a couple more here in the chat. <laughs> a couple more in the chat before we get out because we can't have you here all day, unfortunately. But thoughts on Aiden Hutchinson over the half sack at plus 125? Not, not my market. That I handicap. You don't. You're uh, not really. I mean, I I get. I guess I get the narrative that Green Bay is missing two starters in their offensive line. So if you're monitoring these markets and you think that it's not fully adjusted for that loss, then maybe go ahead and fire. But I really don't monitor the markets that much, so I really don't have a great idea on what the price typically is. Fair enough. And we mentioned it earlier in this uh, little preview here. We talked about. Uh, Jordan loves ability to escape pressure and to not get sacked. Three percent sack right here. So maybe I don't, I don't know. Maybe you might want to lean off that. But then I'll, then again, the front side faces not has not faced a guy like Aiden Hutchinson. A couple more questions in the chat before we do this. I got. I think we're gonna go with two more questions. Uh, but before we do that, guys, smash the like button. There's only 25 likes and 93 people watching. Guys, we're not gonna be able to beat Joy Kanish if it stays like this. So get those likes up. I really appreciate it. Uh, last question for you, Hitman. Thoughts on love 
rushing yards either side. Uh, what what are your thoughts on Jordan Love? Yeah, the over's been taking money. I think that the over's probably the look if I was to bet something. Detroit's a man coverage heavy defense. So typically that let, lets up to more rushing yards. And I know Detroit has been bad against mobile quarterbacks. So I'll give you this, then. Off that thought, you're going to force me to take the first touchdown thing. <laughs> Whatever Jordan Love is, uh, that's who I'll go for it on the first touchdown thing. Because, um, again, Detroit, Detroit just tends to be more vulnerable to these mobile quarterbacks. Okay, and Love was- over rush yards has been taking steam. So th- that would be my first touchdown, forced. All right, so I usually, for those who don't know, I usually force Hitman to take a first touchdown here. It's a gun to the head thing, not like he's playing it. We don't recommend playing it here uh, unless they're tracked on our bet stamp. Uh, we don't recommend playing that, but it best pricing market is 25 to 1 here. So we got the first touchdown out of the way, Hitman. Uh, two more questions for you before you head out here. Any props yeah. you have an eye on for Sunday and unofficial prediction for tonight's game? Green Bay wins. I have some Green Bay futures, NFC North, big game. And it's it's the way I would look at it from everybody that watches the hammer. It's the world versus Kanish tonight. All right. <laughs> I know go. on the hammer show, on a lot of the hammer shows, so many of us have given out Green Bay division. So if you've been listening and following, you should have Green Bay division. So it's us against Kanish tonight. Let let's let's get the W. And I, I don't have anything right now for for the Sunday props, but I remember two weeks ago. I didn't have anything. I gave you a future. It was the Jets under eight and a half wins, minus 150. That's off to a very good start. Let me give you another one. Um, I like the Chicago Bears under five and a half wins. You can find it in the minus 150, minus 160 range if you shop around a few places. Um, I made it four and a half. So obviously with the juice attached to it, the market's saying it should be five. I think it should be four and a half. Chicago Bears under Five and a half wins. All right, Hitman. I appreciate it. Good luck on your bets tonight. It's always a pleasure doing the show with you. Have a good one. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right. See you, Hitman. That was Hitman. Pro pro sports better. Guy loves his props. Always good with that stuff. Guys, what a fun show it was today. Remember, before you head out here, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We're trying to beat Joey Kanush. I can't have this guy in my ear anymore. I'm serious, guys. Like I cannot have this guy in our ear anymore. On, in our group chats, he just keeps yipping and yapping. I, I'm just tired of it. So hit that like button. Smash that subscribe button. If you're listening to this in audio form, come over to the YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, okay? Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you, thank you to each and every one of you tuning in right now. Before we head out here, reminder, tomorrow live at 2 p.m. Eastern, I will be back again live alongside John Legaza from The Athletic and Jack Miller from Establish the Run. No Matthew Freeman this week. He's away from the show, but he will be back next week. We're talking player props. We're talking TD scores. We're talking injury fallouts from the Friday practice report. You do not want to miss this show, guys. So for myself, for Eric Eager, for Hitman, this has been Ford Progress, powered by Pinnacle on the Hammer Betting Network. Guys, good luck on your bets, and we will catch you guys later. See ya. (laughs) 